Previously on But It Was Aliens She was staying with her grandfather at the time as her mother was in hospital giving birth to her little sister. Denise recalls looking out of the window and seeing a large egg outside. Grandpapa, <laughs> why is Humpty Dumpty outside? Back in 82, I used to be able to throw a pigskin for a month. We must oh. be like 10, 15 minutes in and all we've done is watch the scene from Napoleon Dynamite. <sighs> You're crying. <laughs> You're literally crying. Denise follows the creature into another room. Inside, there were several more like this one. Denise was told... That you haven't explained Humpty Dumpty <laughs> yet! <laughs> Hello, Probers! Howdy, howdy! Welcome back to But It Was Aliens. I'm your host, Moonwalker, and across from me, looking rather salty, is the grey-bearded one, Kevin the Grey. Today, we're going to finish what we started and delve deep, deep, deep into the stoners. This is part two of a two-part episode... So if you're new here, please go back and listen to part one before continuing. And now, without further ado... Right. I've had a revelation, son. Revelation! I'm just going to roll with this. (laughs) I don't know what's going on. He's going to roll with it. He's going to take his time. That he is going to do. During these sessions with Marden, memories of another encounter came to light. This encounter would occur on the 20th of October, 1991. Ah, still not 1982 then. But compose yourself. Compose yourself. (laughs) Oh, he's gone. Literally haven't done a thing. I don't know that much in life makes you laugh like that clip of that film. I don't think anything does. Denise and her husband, Ed, Ed spent the day diving at a lake in Florida. Lake in Florida. They travelled back to their motel, a trip which they'd done many, many times before. This trip should have taken them just over 15 minutes. And this particular time went just as expected. <laughs> Tease. <laughs> they got back, had dinner, then went to bed. But in the middle of the night, with no rhyme or reason... Denise rolled out of bed, got herself dressed, got in the car and drove off. She didn't know where she was going or where she had been, but does remember the location was remote. She requested that she was put under again to specifically find out more about this event. Oh, it's like she knows what she wants to say and she's manipulating the regressor and she's not really under but i'm gonna put all that to one side because you're gonna roll with it what has happened is that that little wire in her foot is controlling her and drawing her to where she needs to go to be pro like she's on a lead yeah yeah somewhat like she's on a lead how heavy does ed sleep your wife's sneaking know. out in the middle of the night he might have thought she just got up to pee That's a- fell asleep again how long has she gone four hours seems to be the standard who knows he just wanted the extra bed space didn't he <laughs> don't blame you him. know what it's like <laughs> don't blame him <laughs> denise 
had driven down a dark, dark road uh, and pulled over between two trees. Dark, dark trees. In front of her, she could make out an opening, but wasn't fully sure of what it was. Initially, she thought it could be a truck with a trailer or a water tower. She began to drive slowly towards it. As she did, she noticed that there was a ramp coming from the opening. And atop that ramp was a figure. One of the ones with funny legs, she recalls. Funny legs? The arthritic legs? I'm assuming so. I'm trying to keep up, I really am. (laughs) I don't know why. Two small greys were heading her way. They then removed her from the car and took her up the ramp into the darkness. Denise then found herself in a room with nothing but an odd-looking chair in it. Denise then had a dreamy type of feeling come over her. Well, that's better than last time when she was talking about fearing the giant insectoid grasshopper droid. (laughs) Okay, I'm just going to check out whatever you... What the... (laughs) You son of a bitch. Gravel has shown me a photo of a chair... A wooden chair with a big dildo sitting. A hole has been cut out through the chair to insert said dildo through the chair. I'm guessing this is like a sex chair that's got a mechanism so you can turn. Perhaps it's more of a vibrator than a dildo. I mean, it looks pretty wooden, to be honest, but it looks like there's a mechanism underneath it. Basically a sex chair for one. Denise was placed in the chair. She looked around and noticed not only a figure moving towards her, but the chair... I need to get rid of that chair, I'm sorry. But I've never cha- seen one of those before. Imagine you- having to type it in to look up. <laughs> Did you? It's typed in dildo chair. Oh no, your search history. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> Worth it. is haunted (laughs) but the chair had what resembled to her a staple gun attached to it that's no staple gun (laughs) the figure picked it up put it to the side of her head and pulled the trigger whoa denise says that it felt like it had stapled her after that two greys removed her from the chair and took her back to her car she watched as what she could only describe as a grey diamond with rounded ends and red lights on the left and right begin to spin. It got faster and faster before taking off completely, leaving Denise alone in her car at the roadside. Allegedly truthfully, Denise turned the car around and drove home. Although she couldn't recall the drive itself, when she got back home, or to the motel, she just climbed into bed. It wasn't until that moment that she realised she was bleeding from her head. Marden took a look at her head and sure enough there was a staple like scar in the spot it was claimed she'd been stapled by the alien. Why would a would an alien staple someone's head? Clearly they're not stapling, clearly they're inserting their little devices to either track someone or some sort of neurological electronic interface to mess with their thoughts and control them to make them to go to these places where they can then stick things in them and put them on sex chairs. You've completely ruined my perception of what's happened here because now I'm just seeing a sex chair and thinking they sat her on a sex chair. Who's to say I didn't? 
something else occurred to me. I mean, you're to say whether they did or didn't really. This is your case. Well, shut up and listen. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) I I can't believe I'm going to back your or her accounts up here, but if you took a diamond and spun it round really, really fast, Mm -hmm. would it start looking oval-shaped like an egg? Quite possibly. Oh, God. Still no legs and arms, though, is there? I'm Humpty Dumpty, bitch. The next day, the stoners had planned to go diving again. Stoners? So they had (laughs) breakfast, got in their car and headed off. On their way, they passed a farm. On the property, there were several strange objects. Denise alerted Ed to them and asked him what he thought they were. The objects were triangular in nature and appeared to have some form of netting over them. Ed brushed it off and proclaimed that they were just chicken coops. Denise wasn't having any of it. She asked Ed if they could go and take a closer look at the objects. Before they'd even turned towards the objects, they found themselves on the highway almost 30 miles away. What? To them, it had happened in an instant. But 30 minutes had passed. They turned the car around and headed towards their original destination, which brought them past the farm, and much to their confusion, those strange triangular objects had gone. This left both of them feeling unsettled. Both of them realised that this event was similar to that of the one they experienced back in 82. (laughs) No, don't. Don't do it to yourself. And it had happened again. So this was like the event of 82, <sighs> when the granddad... When he threw a pigskin a quarter mile. <laughs> the granddad did not throw a pigskin a quarter mile. That's what he the saw, egg was. He saw Humpty Dumpty outside <laughs> and he threw it a pigskin. Oh my gosh. Woo! Yeah, you've, I've lost my trial of thought a little bit. Um, okay. So we're having repeat events here. This is bordering, or moving in fact, from Huggins light-hearted territory towards Romanek-esque territory. I need to see some action here and not for self-benefit. I swear, she started a freaking cult. I'm, I'm getting up and leaving. Now, we've heard a lot of what had happened to the stoners, but all we've heard from is Denise. Ah. And in a situation like this, you would want details from both sides, which is exactly what I have here, Grey Nuts. These nuts... Marden also took statements from Ed. This woman is a professional. Ed's version of events are near enough identical to Denise's. However, he said that within a second of him noticing the objects, he suddenly saw a sign for the I-75. Then he realised they were on a totally different road. He pulled over and said to Denise, it just happened to us again. He also claims that he had the same feeling that he did all those years ago, back in 82. I'm getting really confused that you keep on saying back in 82, because I thought 82 was the granddad incident. No, that's further back. Oh, I'm so confused. I feel like my head is going to start spinning around and explode. Lots of lost time with no memories. Are we going to regress for this one as well? Oh, hold on. So they're taking him as well, then, if he's losing the time. Mm-hmm. Are we going to hear about what happens to him? Is he going to get the old, uh, over the ovaries? Ed. Yes. agreed to undergo 
hypnotic regression with Marden. Come on, Ed. This would change the game. During his regression, they went back to that day. Back to that time. And when Ed saw the objects near the barn, he says that it almost immediately... Immediately, Kevin. All right, immediately. Not 30 seconds. Not 20 seconds. <laughs> immediately. Heck, not even five seconds. Oh. But immediately, it became dark around them. Did it happen immediately? Immediately. Ed says that it felt as if they had gone through a vacuum. Could this be a Stargate? Oh. Or perhaps maybe they're a pair of time slippers. Oh, no. I'm just looking at your notes and I haven't gone down far enough to see what it is, but I can see the top of an image and I guarantee you they're going to be a pair of freaking slippers, aren't they? Yep, yep. Pink slippers. (laughs) Good old time slippers. That's an episode uh, over on Patreon. Will it have come out by the time this episode's come out? If not, you can look forward to that one. (laughs) We recorded it very recently. Oh, that case is mental. I can't... Oh, my gosh. That's possibly more mental than this one. He was still inside the truck, driving along, but it was completely quiet around him. And Denise? Well, she was no longer there. Where is she, Greybeard? Why are they leaving him in the truck? Obviously, she's gone up to be experimented upon again. Why aren't they interested in him? He could be a value to them somehow. Why don't they start a longitudinal study on him? Where, where is she? Mr. <laughs> <the> Moonwalkers. <laughs> uh, have you folks ever seen the famous <laughs> Batman meme? Where is she? Well, it's usually, where is it? With Batman <laughs> pulling the most bizarre of faces. Mr. Moonwalker has stuck that in. Where is she? Swear to me. To say I had fun on this episode. Yeah. I'm starting to think you drink when you write. I'm at work when I write. Don't say that. (laughs) People you work with may hear. Oh, they don't care. I'm still making sure everyone's safe. On the sex chair. (laughs) On the sex chair. Admittedly, I searched that while at work. (laughs) Oh, no. Were you connected to work's Wi-Fi? (sighs) Yep. (laughs) Oh, no. I had to quickly search it and then just quickly grab the quickest picture I could that came up. You're going to... And then had to quickly scroll yeah. the page. Oh, that wasn't my gosh. There. You're going to like rock up to work next day on Monday and I <laughs> <laughs> could be like, can you come into this room for us, please? <laughs> Ed knew he was still on a road, but what road and where? He just couldn't comprehend that exactly. Then, in front of him, he explains that a door opened within the darkness. As it did, a tall, skinny figure walked out carrying Denise in its long, thin arms. It brought her right to the car and literally dropped her into her seat. He's seen them. Ed recalled that he was looking into the alien's eyes as it brought Denise closer. He describes a typical alien grey but says that the eyes were paler compared to the body. He estimates that they were about three shades lighter. He couldn't take in any more detail as the figure returned to the doorway and it closed. Once it did, it engulfed Ed and Denise in darkness yet again. Then the next thing he knows, he was on the road towards Lake City. 
What makes me chuckle about some of these accounts is the random facts they throw at you. Like, he estimates that they are about <laughs> three shades lighter. Three shades lighter? I'm looking at a... Okay, my computer against a brown table. I couldn't tell you how many shades lighter or darker one is than the other. But could you estimate it? I reckon they're about three shades difference. Well, there you go. It's just... Why would you... Uh, it would never occur to me to give that sort of description. I mean, it's a light grey or a dark grey. It's so specific saying how many shades. Look at your laptop I'm and looking. then look at your mouse pad. Yep. How many shades lighter is it? Estimate. Well, I'd say one is a very light silvery colour. The other is a grey. <coughs> um, Bless you. Ugh. And you also heard him admit there that his laptop is a grey. <laughs> Shh, don't tell anyone. It shapeshifts. It, sometimes it becomes a chair with a hole. That my, he sits on. For my balls. Denise would undergo another session focusing on this particular event. She recalls the same thing as Ed, however. She looked over to Ed, and to her, he was frozen at the wheel. She witnessed the doorway open, and two alien greys approach her. She recalls that it felt like there was no gravity and that she was floating. The two greys removed her from the seat and then she would no longer see the car. Marden asked her what happened to the truck and she explains that the greys sent it away. In front of her was a triangular craft and she was being led to it. Marden asked her if she knew what, where they were taking her. Denise replied that it had something to do with a thing in her head as the alien with the funny legs was examining her head where he'd shot her. Crazy legs! Whilst being examined, she was assured by the alien that she would soon be returned to her vehicle and that she had no need to be afraid. She was carried back to the car and dropped into her seat. She also noticed that the alien's eyes were pale and when she looked into them, they appeared to be made up of, and I quote, Jillians of little dots. Yep, not millions, or billions, but jillions. Sir? Yes? How many is a jillion? One hundred billion squillion equals a jillion. Is that legitimate? Yes. How many is a billion squillion? Then the door (laughs) was shut and the alien had gone. So they didn't stick anything in it this time? That snapped back to reality was described by Denise as like a bubble popping. Then they realised they were on the road and heading towards the I-75. So from both their waking accounts and their regressed accounts, both of their stories seem to corroborate each other. So they checked out her head where they'd stuck the thing inside her before, because I'm not buying it as a staple. And they didn't actually do anything this time. They didn't pull anything out. They didn't put anything in. Maybe they were just checking to see if it was working still. Maybe. But the fact they didn't do much, are we heading towards the end of this one? And Like there's going to be a grand finale. Who's to say? Well, you're to say it's your case. Well, if you shut up and let me I get th- on with it. You've just paused to give me a chance to comment, you son of a gun. Son of a Billy Gun. Gun Club Mother Truck. Uh, your favourite. I can't talk anymore. This case has ruined my life. 
slightly extreme. <laughs> I'm going to go into work on Monday and I'm going to be so confused. I'm going to quit my job. <laughs> I'm going to give my clothes to a person by the train station or something. And I'm just going to walk, walk the down, streets. down to the river and just sit there looking out until the police pick me up. What happened? Granville. Granville. Stoner. Dildo chair. These are the two main allegedly truthful events that transpired from the regression therapy. But they aren't the only ones. Two? You've given me about 12. More from Denise's childhood was revealed in other sessions that may show that not only has she been abducted multiple times from a young age, but also that she may not be the only one in her family. Was she not related to Betty Hill? That was the investigator, Marden. Ah, apologies. When Denise was two, she woke up to find her baby sister was missing from her crib. This didn't only happen once, but happened on multiple occasions. Her parents began to notice and thought that she was escaping herself and wandering off downstairs. Maybe she was. Denise's dad would place a wooden plyboard fence around the crib. Denise knew this wouldn't work though, because she'd seen her get taken by the figure in the robe. Because her sister never came back harmed, Denise didn't say anything to her parents. Right, I'm just going to brush past the fact that figure in a robe sounds creepy as funk. And I'm going to move straight on to my other thought. Is this like a Schrodinger's cat experiment type of thing? Where you put the plyboard fence around the crib, then you don't know if the child is alive or dead inside? (laughs) No. (laughs) Good, just wanted to clear that up. But, I mean, it could be, couldn't it? Once you've put that round there, you don't know. On another occasion, (laughs) Denise found herself in a park. This was several years later, which, unfortunately, doesn't give us an exact age for Denise at this point. As she scanned her surroundings, she noticed a tall, thin man standing behind her. Please don't be in a robe. She also described that this man had a large head and a device on his arm with a tube which dripped strange fluid peculiarly specific scared denise began to run as she did she caught a glimpse of the figure's arm extending to her shoulder as he gave chase freaking slender man she managed to run a short distance before the liquid from the tube was dripped into her ear along with a message telling her they'd now be able to track her as she got older you don't want things dripped in your ear do you Then she awakes to the sunrise in her bed. She knew, however, that this wasn't a dream. This is the part of the probe where we turn to science and scepticism. Is it actually? However, I have less science here. (laughs) And more just a selection of information that may help you form a conclusion. Intriguing. Both Denise and Ed were honest, hard-working people. Stand-up people. Were they now? Pillars of their community. Were they now? Pillars of their church. Were they now? Neither of them were seeking fame or fortune from their encounter. Is that right? Both had more to lose from this coming out than they had to gain. Did they now? As their reputations as honest, hard-working, stand-up people, pillars of their community pillars of their church were at stake. I feel like you've missed two key words there and you know what they were. Marden claims that if a district attorney 
was to take a look at this case by evaluating the circumstantial evidence. It's feasible. No, it's not. It's feasible. They would come to the conclusion that crimes had been committed against Denise, but said it's not possible due to the perpetrators being extraterrestrial. Oh, shut up. (laughs) Stand up, people, with nothing to gain, Grey Nuts, and I won't have you saying otherwise. The quote, it was not for you to know, is a quote but could possibly be misquoted or from Kathleen rather than Denise, as it's, it was, not, it is. It was not for you to know. Anyway, here's a picture of Ed... Denise and their daughter. Whoa! That is an interesting moustache. It's like a moustache with... If you could take the haircut curtains and turn it into a (laughs) moustache... That's exactly what it is. That is exactly what this moustache is. It's got like a little line down the middle with no hair and then the moustache goes out on each side and sort of hooks round. Wow. How has he stopped it growing in the middle? Incredible. The child is not looking at the camera. Both the Ed and Denise Yeah, are. she seems to be looking Denise, off at something yeah. else. Denise is looking like she's about to trump, bless her. <laughs> she's, she really is. She's, she's trying to hold it in without giving it away that she's trying to hold it in and it's about to squeak out any moment. In fact, I think it might have squeaked out a little bit and Ed is trying <laughs> not to laugh. Because he's smiling a little bit more than the others. Like, he's just heard it and he's trying to keep his composure. (laughs) And the daughter is looking in the complete other direction. Like, she can see something that the others can't. And below is a picture of the cover of a book with the author's names on it. Oh, I really wish they hadn't have written... Oh, I should stop saying that, to be fair. The Alien Abduction Files... The most startling cases of human-alien contact ever reported by Kathleen Marden and Denise Stoner. Okay. And below that is a picture of them both. Kathleen and Denise? Yep. Okay. Whoa! Is Denise really large or is Kathleen really small? Kathleen's the one on the left. Apologies. Is Kathleen really large or is Denise really small? Because there's a very... And I'm not talking like weight... uh, wouldn't want to go down that road. I'm talking height here. Just there's a substantial size difference between them. Like one could be a giant in comparison. Almost as if one has a round head and the other has an egg-shaped head. Wouldn't you say? I've had enough of eggs. <laughs> just, just don't do that to me again. These sessions took place in 2011 and the book was publicised in 2013. I'd also like to tell you a few things about Denise. I'd like to listen to a few things about Denise. Denise worked with Dr. Bromack, learning hypnosis, pain management, smoking cessation, and past life regression. It's possible that the seed was planted during either studying with or a session with Romack. According to Amazon, Denise Stoner's involvement in the UFO field spans more than 20 years. She is director of the Florida Research Group affiliation of the UFO Research Center of Pennsylvania. UFOCOP. UFOCOP? (laughs) (laughs) She is a 
MUFON National Abduction Research Team member and a Florida MUFON Field Investigator. Star Team member. Star Team! She is the former Florida MUFON State Section Director and Chief Investigator. All right, that's all well and good, but I want to know what Star Team is, so you better tell me at some point. She also holds educational forums for public and private gatherings for abduction experiences. Denise has an educational background in business and psychology, Mm -hmm. and she is a certified hypnotist, specialing in regressive hypnosis. She has appeared on TV and many radio shows and speaks yearly at the Daytona Museum of Arts and Science and the Paranormal Investigative Association, plus other venues. She has worked as an on-camera expert for documentaries produced in the UK and Denise lives in Florida with her family. So this lady has nothing (laughs) to gain. (laughs) Clearly nothing to gain. Do you know what? With these ones... I struggle to work out whether they are trying to obtain profit themselves or whether they truly believe when you go that hard into it. I think it's a bit of both. Yeah, I suppose if you've got a passion for something, then why wouldn't you try and turn it into work? Everyone would surely like to do something they enjoy for a living. Yeah, fair comment. Right, another question. So what star team? You can't put Star Team <laughs> in your notes and not tell me what it is. I have no idea what It Star sounds team like is. some sort of... Maybe that could be another probe. Pokemon League team or something. Star Team. We need to recall that and we need to write it down and find out. So to summarise, we have the case of the stoners. A wife and husband who had quite a few extraterrestrial interactions between them. Denise's started when she was just a small child. When she noticed a large egg outside the window (laughs) whilst being looked after by her grandfather. He rushes her to bed and then she's taken from her bed and led through the hallway and through the wall into some form of ship. When she's older, she's going on vacation with her family when they experience four hours of missing time. They come to and they're 40 miles away from their previous destination, but the odometer hasn't registered those miles. When they finally arrived and told everyone what happened, they thought a joke was being played on them. Denise had a regression therapy session at some point in her life with Dr. Romack, and nearly 30 years after the event her and her husband shared, she had regression therapy with Kathleen Marden, the niece of Betty Hill. Yes, that Betty, from the Betty and Barney Hill case which we covered. We find out more about what happened in this incident, the strange jelly-like substance that engulfs her, the black obsidian opening, the blue alien soldiers, and him, the larger, horizontal-eyed having motherfucker that told her she couldn't go back until they were done. We hear about the wire on the foot, the object in the eye, and the object over the ovaries. Denise asks what the experiments are for, and is told, it was not for you to know, you are part of the whole. We find out more about this alien's appearance, his arthritic looking body, his small hand and three long fingers, and its dark jacket with the collar up. In her next session, we find out about the craft and how it's more of a living organism, and that it's responsible for getting the aliens to Earth, and that it possibly looks like SpongeBob on a pole. I'm so, so very sorry to interrupt you during your summary. Usually I'd wait, but I'm worried I'm going to forget. When you said you're part of the whole, 
I thought you meant H-O-L-E, <laughs> as in bumhole, not W-H-O-L-E. That completely changes the context. I was so confused when you said they're part of the hole. Apologies, I just wanted to drop that in. Greybeard gets salty because it was a two-parter. We return to here of another two events. This time in 1991, where Denise and Ed were travelling to go diving. First off, they've been out diving and then went back to the motel and had dinner and went to bed. Denise had other ideas, as for some reason she got up, got dressed and drove to a secluded road and stopped between two trees. A ramp appears in front of her with a figure at the top. Two small greys take her from the car and they head towards the ramp. Next she was on a ship and in a room with a single chair, which she was placed on. (laughs) An object which resembled a staple gun was placed against her head and she was shot with it. She's then taken from the chair, placed back in her car and she turns around and drives back to the motel. She had no idea what had happened but knew when she got into bed that there was blood coming from her head. There is a staple scar on her head to this day. The next day, on their way to go diving again, Denise noticed some strange shapes in a farm. As she alerts Ed, he gives his two cents, then they decide to investigate. In that exact moment, they realise they're 30 minutes away on a road they weren't on before. They turn around as they've now passed their destination. As they pass the farm again to get to their destination, the objects had gone. During regression therapy, we hear both of their accounts of what happened. Ed recalls they're in pitch black and Denise is gone. Then he witnesses an opening and a tall figure heads towards the car with Denise in its arms before dropping her into the car. Denise's account is that they were in pitch black and that Ed was in a frozen state. An opening appeared ahead of the car with a figure illuminated by the light. Towards her came two small grey figures who removed her from the car and took her towards the opening. She says that she looked into their eyes and they had lots of little dots that looked like jillions of stars. The car door shut and instantly they were on the road but not where they'd been taken from. These were the main incidents. We then briefly cover instances where her younger sister was taken and that Denise didn't tell her parents about it. Not because she was only two at the time, but because her sister was brought back unharmed. Incredible memory. Also, there's an occurrence where she's suddenly in a park and runs from a tall figure, only to have strange liquid dripped into her ear and told she can now be tracked, before waking up in bed the next morning. In Science and Skepticism, we find out both Denise and Ed were honest, hard-working people, stand-up people, pillars of their community, pillars of their church. Marden claims that if this went to court, Denise would easily win and that this (laughs) would be classed as abuse towards her. We find out that they weren't seeking fame or fortune. We also find out that both Marden and Denise have a book together on abductions. And that Denise was deep, deep, deep into ufology and has had several high-ranking positions within UFO circles. She also has nothing to gain. And brief. So I'm going to let that soak for a little 
into your bones before I ask you for your conclusion, Greybeard. Also, what's your conclusion? <laughs> I feel like I'm drowning in bizarre extraterrestrial information here. So I have three thoughts before I conclude. One. One. I'm surprised that she hasn't called herself an indigo child, going way back to one of the first sightings with all the children on the craft. That could be like the origin of all the indigo children that mm -hmm. are now on Earth, being placed here by one species to protect us against another species of aliens. Two. Two. Does it ever occur to you that we should like take every single case we've covered and write a book of them? <laughs> <laughs> it hadn't. But maybe we should. And three. Three. She got into MUFON pretty easily, didn't she? Do you reckon if we applied, we'd get in? Genuinely. Like, with this show being so. out there, if we applied and they were able to go and Do listen and be like, they, the, they say uh, everything isn't aliens apart UK, from, like, two cases. The UK version of MUFON. UK sector. Is there not a UK sector? Well, there might be. Just never heard them brought up in a case. Yet. Hmm... Hmm. Shall we apply and see what happens? Let's. Do we do it under our real names? I reckon you should go for like Gramble Mibbins. <laughs> <laughs> see what happens. Let's go under our Mib names. <laughs> I'll go for Greybeard Mibbins. <laughs> <laughs> Your name is Greybeard? Moonwalker Mibbins. Okay, so time to conclude. I feel like they've pushed a little hard here that's an awful lot of accounts many many accounts and i feel like we've only just scratched the surface of oh. all the stuff this lady is spouting i thought you were going to say many many moons no 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 i think i made the point a little bit earlier in that it's hard for me to determine as to whether the people who are so intense with their claims and of whom there is such a frequency of claims as to whether they are legitimately believing their claims or whether they're sort of making a bit of a circus about it for... It might not even be for money, it might be for fun or just because it's an interest to them. Mm. I f I'm struggling to decide on this one whether they really do believe. And of course, we've covered previously that regression can give you memories that didn't actually happen. It's kind of a forum for your mind to expand and create its own stories. So I'm not saying that it was aliens, unfortunately, but I'm on the fence as to whether this person is spouting bullshit for financial gain or whether they genuinely believe and have had some sort of neurological activity making them lose time or maybe they're just remembering things incorrectly they've had regression therapy or it may have even been that they've had regression therapy first for some other purpose and it's kind of implanted these thoughts in their head what say you sir but one more thing sorry this was freaking bonkers <laughs> <laughs> my gosh so yep i agree this was fucking insane <laughs> to go through there were so many times i thought i was done there couldn't possibly be anything else then nope, <laughs> there was something else. Yeah. The problem I have with this is that at no point did I ever <laughs> believe it. <laughs> I don't know if that's because 
I've become more and more jaded the more we've done. <laughs> really have. <laughs> or simply because I just didn't find her believable. We have the regression therapy, and most of you probers know where we typically stand on that. But there's memories here that are with, like, all things that happened when she was two, but there's no, like, logic to them. Like, a two-year-old remembering all this is that insane. That was a point, yeah. I was going to say that. What can you remember at two years of age? Nothing. It's bonkers. I'm sure your um, pathways in the mind haven't even developed at that point and all the, the branches are all forming, if that makes sense. And there's something I'm going to add here, which like, I totally didn't even think of when I wrote this, but um, she mentions that her little sister kept disappearing out of her crib yeah. when she was younger and that her parents thought she was climbing out and wandering off. Mm-hmm. This baby would have been a baby, wouldn't have been able to climb out of the crib. So the fact that the parents just assumed yeah, it had just that, wandered off, like downstairs. Good catch. That doesn't like, sound like a legitimate thought sorry, of the parents. What? That sounds like sounds like her adding her own. Trying to add something to make it more. Um, her grandfather puts her to bed when she sees an alien craft outside. If I'm the grandfather at that point. I'm not leaving my granddaughter's side. I'm arming myself with whatever I can. I'm calling the police or anybody to see if they can see it. Now, I know due to the times that might not have been possible, like phones might not have been readily available, so it might not have been that easy to call people, but guarding my granddaughter would be. See, now this grandfather has been through the war and is at this point he's hardened. He sees a ship outside, he's like, well, fuck it. Yeah, but you still, I still wouldn't leave my granddaughter no, alone at that no, point. I, I tease. A lot of it sounds like a mishmash of alien movies and TV shows that have been put together. And also there is a giant leap in time from when this first happened to the regression therapy. Mm-hmm. The descriptions of the creatures all sound familiar and could have just been spins on designs out there. Like the dark jacket wearing alien could have simply been this. Uh, okay. I think it's a sorry and I can't remember. Yeah, I played through the first Mass Effect a long, long, long time ago and I don't recall it very well. That that looked immediately familiar, but I couldn't think where from. But it's, if you were to describe it long, probably bones would be... Grasshopper head on a Roger Roger body. (laughs) That looks so much like it. (laughs) Jacket with a collar up. Yeah, it's just robe. not black. So she could have just seen like her grandchildren playing that game. Mm-hmm. Um, there are also inaccuracies. The quote I've said that could have been from Marden because it didn't sound right. I believe that this was simply a mistake from Denise and her story. Mm-hmm. Uh, we barely hear from Ed other than the one account. He had two of the biggest incidents happen to him. And if it would be to like help his wife find out what truly happened... Don't you think he'd get regressed from the first incident too? Not just the second one. And the first one, which, by the way, was four hours of missing time, but he's only concerned about the 30 minutes. I'd just like to say you're absolutely assassinating this couple at this point. Whenever I spend so much time on one like this... Yeah, you turn. So it fits the narrative a bit too snug there, if you ask me. I'd also like to come back to the whole farm incident. They're driving to their destination... And pass the farm, correct? Then how can they possibly pass the farm again 
on the way back to their destination after they were taken to the Shadow Realm. Either they drove past it initially and have no idea where they were going, or they're talking out of their ass. Or, the farm they passed on the way back wasn't the same fucking farm. The regression therapy took place in 2011. The last date we have for this is the 4th of November 2011. But there were several sessions after this. Their book subsequently came out in May 2013. Denise also worked as an investigator, visiting people that claimed to be victims of abduction. It could also be possible that her stories are different accounts from other stories rolled into one. And one more possibility is that the initial seed could have been planted by Dr. Romack and it caught on like wildfire. So whether or not I believe this woman is full of shit or <laughs> believes what she's saying, I honestly don't know. But what I do know is that this is a bunch of bullshit <laughs> and there is no way in hell that I am saying that this is aliens. You've just given me another little thought there in that she worked as an investigator of alien abductions it serves her purpose to spread the word of abductions to try and get more coming through indeed malicious oh thank you probers <laughs> for joining us for this wild two-week probe we're on facebook at but it was aliens our facebook group is extraterrestrial towers in the towers we're on the instagram at but it was aliens podcast we're on the twitter uh, but it was aliens and what? our patreon rewind where we do monthly side probes probing ghosts ghouls rasputin's dick <laughs> and more at but it was aliens have you ever walked down the road looked at someone and thought bullshit i have been moonwalker and he has been graybeard and this is but it was aliens the truth is up there. Hash tag. Pro. Wa wa wa.